Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Oral Health Podcast. Now today I am talking to another person with lived experience of an eating disorder. I'm talking to Rianne, who has been diagnosed with both anorexia and bulimia and is now in recovery for both of those. She's been very open with me about how she feels her oral health is the lasting legacy of her eating disorder and shares some really good information. I hope that you get a lot out of this conversation because I know I did. So thank you for joining me today. Um, do you want to just give a little rundown of who you are and, and your background? Yes. Yeah, so uh, my name is Rianne. I'm 39 years old and I live in uh, South Wales. So I've got a long history of um, eating disorders. Um, I've been recovered now for approximately 10 years, um, but suffered with anorexia and bulimia from the age of about 14 um so I was ill for the best part of 15 to 20 years um but have had treatment in a variety of settings um as a day patient inpatient outpatient um but I had my last um inpatient treatment back in 2010 um so have been on the road to recovery since then that's brilliant and when you um like you've got you said you've got a long history with eating disorders how did you find that having an eating disorder like anorexia and bulimia affected your dental health and your oral health so the eating disorder obviously had a significant impact on my on my teeth (laughs) um and it's probably the biggest legacy that I've got left from my eating disorder now is the impact that it's had on my teeth so um I've spent probably the best part of about £6,000 on my teeth already since um, since being in recovery. So I think I've lost five, six, five or six teeth. Um, I've got about 10 or 12 crowns on my teeth. Um, and I'm in the process of um, going to have dental implants um, for the teeth that I'm missing. So it's been a a very long and painful process um, mm-hmm. in terms of the impact that the eating disorder had on my teeth. Um, whilst I was unwell, I was obviously trying trying my best to keep my teeth or my oral health in, in as best condition as possible. But um, when you're vomiting multiple times a day, that's obviously going to have a long-term impact on your teeth. So when you were going through your journey with your eating disorder, 
how did the eating disorder affect how you took care of your mouth in terms of like was brushing more difficult or um like generally keeping it clean and and things like that yeah so um I think it's fair to say when you're in the midst of an eating disorder self-care isn't really very high on your priority list so um there were times when I probably didn't brush my teeth as much as I should um there was also kind of the worry when I was really unwell in terms of using toothpaste and how many calories that would have in it um I also found that because I was vomiting so often that um obviously the advice um has always been that we shouldn't clean your teeth straight after you've been sick etc so um when you're kind of being sick kind of 10 to 12 times a day that there's not really much space in the day to give your teeth a clean so um yeah it, it was really difficult I guess to to stay on top of things and I think the other thing for me was sometimes when I wasn't in a good place and I didn't want to eat anything one thing I would occasionally or most days would have is kind of a lollipop or some sugar or something like that because that would kind of keep my sugar levels up to get me through the day so um that obviously had a negative impact on, on my teeth as well so I think it's fair to say that when you when you aren't well that your oral hygiene as well as your kind of physical health and all the rest of it just isn't top of your list you're just so um engrossed I guess in the eating disorder that nothing else really matters so um taking care of yourself whether that be with your teeth or with your body or with anything just kind of falls by the wayside I guess you're so right as well it's um with with anything mental health related it's the motivation as well to to have the energy to do it and if you're you know not having the energy to get through the day as it is it's like an extra step to to get that done that sometimes it's just not the priority that you've got absolutely yeah yeah um when because you've had you said you've had um you've been on your journey with your eating disorder for a long time and over that course of time how did you find going to the dentist was when you were struggling with your eating disorder how was that experience so um I moved to um Wales to go to university when I was 18 so I'd only been on welfare a few years at that point um and I registered with a dentist in in Cardiff where I was living at the time and I've still got this, that dentist to this day so um the dentist I've always been quite kind of honest and open with the dentist so he's aware of the issues that I've had um kind of always tried to give me advice in terms of what to do what not to do etc um but he's carried out all the treatment etc on my teeth um he's always been kind of quite open with me in terms of saying you know we could take this tooth out now or we could leave it for now and see how it goes um you know he's I think the worst part prior to me having all the treatment on my teeth um, was that I was having constant infections in my mouth. So I spent, I don't know, a good three, four, five years pretty much on regular doses of antibiotics to try and get rid of infections um, before having kind of the root canals and the um, the crowns done on my teeth. So um he was I guess it's I was lucky what, what I, one I was lucky because I managed to have a dentist and I've had it at the same dentist um throughout but two he was always kind of at the end of the phone so if I needed something um 
quite often those antibiotics could be prescribed without seeing me because he, he, he knew it was another infection etc etc so um I did, you know it was di I think it was difficult at first because um when I first moved Cardiff my teeth were already starting to decline um and I hadn't seen a dentist um for a couple of years so when I went and they were like well you need you know x amount of fillings etc etc then it was a bit of a I, I guess a reality for me that it was starting to impact on my teeth but obviously not a big enough impact for it to change anything um so yeah having the same dentist has been helpful because and even now even though it's kind of over an hour's drive away from my house where I live now I've stayed with that dentist because I guess he understands what I've been through and he's done all the work on my teeth so it, it wouldn't I wouldn't want to change dentists now because it's it's tricky for them to kind of to look and kind of see the state of my teeth I guess at, at such a young age. It's really encouraging to hear that you've had a good dental experience um, and that you've you've been lucky to find someone that's really understanding and really encouraging and giving you the, the kind of advice which is is helpful to you in your situation. When you, um, you're saying about advice and things that you were given, is that just the kind of stuff you said earlier about like, oh, don't brush straight after vomiting and, and things like that? Or what other kind of advice did they pass on to you? Yeah, um, that was, I guess a lot of the advice was kind of um, just more generic. So um, I'm just trying to think back in terms of what we talked about. But, you know, he, he was aware that I had an eating disorder. Um, I didn't kind of hide that because... I guess the question was asked in terms of what's happened to your teeth because you know your teeth were all right a few years ago and now they're not looking too good um and I just explained at that point that I'd had an eating disorder for a good few years and this was obviously the impact of that um you know he kind of some of the stuff that he said was kind of not really relevant in terms of not drinking kind of loads of sugary drinks and stuff which I didn't do anyway um but obviously I did say to him, well, I do, I do sometimes eat quite a bit of sugar just because that's, that's my way of keeping going during the day. If I, I, I guess I just explained to him in terms of, you know, sometimes I'd suck on kind of boiled sweets and stuff just to kind of help me through. And he, you know, he taught me through in terms of, well, if, if you're able to brush your teeth after eating those sweets, that that's a good thing to do. Um, obviously we talked about, we didn't talk in massive details in terms of vomiting, but he did obviously ask the question, or oh, do you vomit? And I was like, yeah. Um, and I said, but I know, I, I know not to clean my teeth straight after, etc. I do use like mouthwashes and stuff. Um, it sounds like you've had, like I say, a really good experience with your dentist, which is, is lovely to hear. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for a dentist that might suspect one of their patients has an eating disorder just off some of the signs in the mouth in terms of how to approach the topic is it best to or is it best to wait and let them bring it up or, or what advice do you have about a dentist that might be in that position yeah I think it's really difficult um because nobody wants to make assumptions but I guess I, I don't know how much training kind of dentists receive in terms of eating disorders I know um having been kind of involved in some of the beat work around GPs obviously they get a very very small amount of training and I don't, I don't know how that sits in the dental world but um I guess I, I've always been and especially kind of since I've been in recovery I've been really quite open about my eating disorder whereas you'll find a lot of people with eating disorders really aren't open about it at all um 
you know my advice I guess for dentists is is to try and broach the subject sensitively you know I think you know I think my dentist pretty much just asked the question straight out you know there's been a significant decline in you in your teeth over the last couple of years like what's been going on kind of thing um you know some people will say some people won't but you know if there's an obvious decline in, in people's dental health then there's a reason for it isn't there and if that reason is suspected to be an eating disorder then you know I don't I think it's appropriate for a dentist to raise that um and have those conversations and actually that might help the person because for me personally it was it was a bit of a relief to know that he and he knew why my teeth were a mess because in some it was it was embarrassing I guess for me you know like at times um you know, having to go back and forth for various infections and losing teeth and having loads of fillings done, etc. You know, I knew I wasn't taking care of my teeth and I knew I was doing things that were making my teeth bad or making them worse. Um, for them to understand and know why that was almost made it easier for me to deal with, I guess, that, you know, they don't just think that I'm sitting there eating loads of sugar and loads of chocolate. And lo Do you know what I mean? Or it, it kind of made it um I don't know easier to deal with I guess mm -hmm. yeah well I guess it's a really difficult one um because I know what it's like to be in the grips of an eating disorder and I know that self-care and looking after your teeth really isn't your top priority whilst during that time but people always say to me do you regret having an eating disorder and I absolutely don't in terms of yeah, it's taken so much of my life away, but it's made me the person that I am today. Um, but my biggest regret about me sort of is the impact it's had on my teeth um, because that's a lasting legacy that's been left with me. So I guess it's just for people to think about the impact that it may be having. Um, I don't, I'm not naive enough to think that will stop people um, when they're in the grips of an eating disorder. But, you know, some people will put their um, dental needs completely to the side and not you know not go to the dentist for years whilst they're whilst they're unwell but even going and getting the the help that's needed for your teeth during that time will help you longer term so I guess it's just about ensuring that you don't completely forget about it I mean if somebody said to me back then do you realize well people did say to me back then do you realize you, you're destroying your teeth and I was like well I don't care do you know what I mean it really didn't it didn't have any impact on me it didn't make me think in any way differently because that was the way I was thinking at that point in time and I couldn't I couldn't change that because I was so unwell but um you know it's been a long journey I guess for me in terms of trying to fix my teeth and even you know over 10 years down the line into recovery I've still got you know six implants to be to be completed and various other bits and bobs to do and you know the cost of dental treatment is so high that I guess you know just just think about it that's all I can say no, nothing's going to change somebody's you know when they're unwell but the impact it does have on your teeth is horrific and um, just try and keep up with kind of everything dental check wise etc um, because that's all you can do yeah and how do you feel about your teeth now so um they still frustrate me <laughs> an awful lot um 
you know, I, I'll be glad once I've had the implants done because everyone says, oh, I, I was talking to a friend at work about it the other day and she said, oh, oh I, I'd like to go and have an implant where I've got a tooth missing because um, it'll look better. Nothing that I've ever had done on my teeth is any way kind of about how they look. It's just to prevent pain or to be able to let me eat, etc. cetera. So um, I guess, it, you know, my teeth and my teeth, I kind of accepted that there, there's always going to be problems with them. Um, and it's still going to cost me thousands and thousands of pounds to get them sorted. But, um, you know, I, I guess that the, the frustration for me is that they are the legacy of my eating disorder, in which I'm never going to change now because you can't change your teeth, can you? So, uh, yeah, that's that's you know at, at least they look okay and they they're working pretty much okay at the moment and I'm not um going through infection after infection at the moment which is great so uh you know not to be in pain with them is a is a bonus yeah absolutely <laughs> I, I remember having a one infection um which is right down in in the route I think and going to A&E and literally in the middle of the night because I couldn't do anything else with the pain I'd taken kind of the maximum amount of um cocodamol that I could take and I was like I, I can't I can't physically cope anymore my mouth was like out here swollen um I just didn't know what else to do because what can you do you know it's a uh, like horrific just just horrific some of the pain that you go through when you when you when you've got bad teeth I guess mm -hmm. but uh Rianne thank you so so much for taking some time out of your day to sit and have a chat with me I, I really appreciate it you've you've shared some brilliant advice and it's it's nice to hear that you've had a good dental journey um with your dentist as well and he's been really supportive of helping you and that you're well well on the road to recovery now is lovely to hear as yeah. well no problem yeah. That was Rianne there sharing her eating disorder journey with us. Thank you once again, Rianne, for coming and sitting and talking to me. It's really, really appreciated. I know I learned a lot from talking to you. Um, if you are listening and you want to know more about eating disorders or you want to access eating disorder support, please visit beateatingdisorders.org.uk or you can call their helpline, which is open every day of the year on 0808 801 0677. For more information about National Smile Month, please follow us on social media at Smile Month and at Oral Health Foundation on Instagram. You can also follow at Dental Health Org on Facebook and Twitter. And if you'd like some dental health advice, please call our helpline. The helpline number is 017885397800. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of National Smile Month. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.